Welcome to this morning's service. My name is Oju Oyemade, Senior Pastor at the Covenant Nation, Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing us into your private space to be able to minister God's word. Honor to you. Uh, before we go into the message this morning, uh, we'll just take one song, a hymn unto the Lord, and I will be back immediately after it. God bless you.
Welcome back. Uh, let's just say a word of prayer before we get into the message. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. Thank you for the supply of your spirit to minister effectively to these ones. Thank you because in answer to prayer, your word goes forth unhindered by any demonic influence or power. And our, all our hearts are established in the grace of our Lord Jesus. And light shines upon our path in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, this morning we want to continue on a subject of work ethics and understanding the nature of work. Uh, most of the time we'll spend on this earth, we've said this before, we will spend at the place of our duty. In other words, the work that we'll be involved with. And the greater majority of humanity will spend greater majority or percentage of their time doing this so the scripture must have a lot to say concerning this in fact from the age from a very early age depending on when um, you are introduced to the educational system or you are introduced to some form of apprenticeship where you want to acquire a skill so you've spent your early years getting educated acquiring knowledge so that you'll be useful in the place of work and you'll be a productive person upon the earth or you went through some form of apprenticeship also for the purpose of skill acquisition so why do we leave this entire space all right and leave a major vacuum there and talk about the concept of god only within the four walls of our churches or religious organization not understanding or applying what we know to be true that god is omnipresent and he's everywhere and permeates every single space and we saw in the book of colossians chapter 3 and verse 22 we can look quickly at that again that the bible tells us that when we go to work and we're doing uh, what is termed secular work which is really a wrong definition we are actually directly in the service of god and it's something that is holy unto the lord sacred before the eyes of god and the nature of work we do the quality of work that we do how much we apply our hearts to what we are doing out of compassion for the people who shall be residents of our products and services uh, the amount of dedication we put into it will reflect in eternity and so it says servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing the Lord. And he says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily, which means put all of your heart into it. As unto the Lord and not unto men. Now, the way God, let me just say this here, the way God marks his scripts is different from the way men mark their scripts. Okay? Uh, God, and it's very interesting, we're going to see this, all right? God is very... Um, profit oriented uh, when God says that a man is faithful is not just that the man is dutiful but really that that person 
is productive. In other words, he also measures your quality of service by the measure of increase that you bring or increase that you have brought to the table based on what was made available unto you. So he attaches not just to the word faithfulness, you would see in scripture that Jesus always attached um, being wise. In other words, a faithful and a wise servant. And we're going to see this when he gave 10 talents, 5 talents and 1 talent. I mean, the man who came back with one talent didn't lose anything. Jesus described him as a wicked and unprofitable servant. Think about that. He simply brought back what he was giving. He said, you wicked and unprofitable servant. And then he that came back and multiplied the talents, or at least doubled it, he said, faithful servant. In other words, he considered the, the spirit of entrepreneurship that he brought to the table and, and the way and manner in which he handled things as part and parcel of being faithful. Now, many of us just think about being faithful as doing what you are told. But he talks about the level of productivity also that you actually command and the things that you do. And when you study Jesus, you will understand he had a zero tolerance policy for people who are given opportunities and they're presented with opportunities and they are completely unproductive or unprofitable and waste those opportunities. You'll find him saying that there was this vineyard that was planted and he says we've come here after three years and we haven't gotten fruit. We saw the fig tree. He didn't bring forth fruit out of season. Jesus said no man shall eat fruit of the zero tolerance policy. So we must understand when Jesus talks about going to work, the, the, what the Lord expects of us, the bad that he has set for us is far higher than the bad that any man will set for you. Far higher than anything. And we'll see this here. So it says here, whatever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And then he says this, heartily, which means all of your heart is into it. The, your, the force of your nature is in it. It says, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to start out by saying this, that many people today, their attitude towards work is actually defined by the material benefits they are deriving from it which means that their concept of work is based on what they are getting paid. So if I believe that this job that I'm doing or this work I'm doing, my friend over there is getting uh, all right, a much better pay than me in what he or she is doing, then I consider that that person to be, all right, to have a better job than myself in other words his work is much better than me or than mine I, I i don't look at it as to the opportunities this one of the wrong concepts here as the opportunities that might be right before me um, um the potential that is contained in that particular thing people simply judge the value of the work and attach the material benefits to that 
So their level of commitment to things becomes very low because they feel that this is not, all right, a high-paying job. Or, you know, this won't cater and fulfill all of my dreams. And that uh, gets reflected in their attitude towards that particular thing. In fact, if somebody takes that particular type of job as his, puts everything that he has into it, and that person is getting paid in a certain amount that people don't consider to be a large sum, then they look at you as, you know, as they'll say, you're just some sufferhead here who is going out to go and to go and work in somebody else's field uh, and you are going through all of this and and so that is looked down upon and, and i want to pick up that concept here this morning because five loaves were given to jesus and the person who handed it over to jesus one of his disciples when jesus said we need to feed these people and then they told jesus the challenges that were associated with what he was saying so jesus said go into the the congregation there and go and look for anything anybody has and let me know what it's what's within the house and so andrew came back and said well there's one lad here that has five loaves and two small fish but what is this among so many and he 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 the he, uh, he, he, he 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 took that particular thing and as the scripture will say he placed a very it was he handled it lightly uh, uh, looked down upon it uh, and many people look at what they are earning and tell themselves what is this among so many with all these needs this can get me the type of car i really dream this want to have this can get me the kind of house i want to and so it's that attitude that they have towards that particular thing now, Jesus immediately said to Andrew, give it to me. And he took it out of the hands of the person who had little value for it. He took it immediately out of his hands and said, we are not going to get any form of, of progress in the hands of this person. So you employ people, Let's say you are you you are an owner of a business, and the attitude of the people is what is this among so many, and and they have that you know attitude towards work. Now that place there can't be any real progress unless people are retrained to understand what the real nature of work is, and what is the greatest benefit they are going to get out of the opportunity that they have to work and the greatest benefit you are going to get and i'm speaking all right in terms of the profitability here with the view all right end game being at the end of your life because you went about your work in a certain way you have been able to generate and it has tended towards prosperity with wealth and riches even though the greatest value that you have extracted from the work and the opportunity to work on this earth goes far beyond that even though that is included we are not overlooking that 
I don't believe in a person being stagnant for 20 years. I will say that person is faithful. And the person is doing the same thing, earning the same thing. There's no improvement in the quality of life of that person. I personally don't believe in it. And it's not scriptural because we've seen that faithfulness goes beyond just doing what you are told to do. But it also goes to the point where you, that's why it was called, where you take the initiative and you are able to be even much more productive than the instructions that were given to you on letter there. And this is because of the spirit of God who dwells on the inside of you. Who in the beginning, the Bible says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That same person is within you and he has placed that light on the inside of you. And he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So there's a mighty force that dwells on the inside of us that wants to give expression in the field and in the world of commerce. And, and if Jesus could extract value from five loaves and feed multitudes, and there were 12 baskets left in excess and everybody went home satisfied i'm saying this and this is the understanding even if what you are told to do is to fry yam and go on the streets and sell yam if you go about that particular work in a certain way with a certain attitude and the first thing being, Jesus said, give it to me, the five loaves that, that Andrew considered as, as irrelevant. And the first thing he did was to look up to heaven and give thanks. And not to speak terrible words. That was the curse word he spoke. Jesus blessed it. Now what Andrew did was curse it by saying, what is this among so many? Devalue the entire thing. Jesus took the same thing. And I'm saying this. People who succeed in life started out worse off than many people. Or best case scenario, they had just as much as every other person. But they went about what they were doing in a certain way. They had a certain approach to it. They understood the big picture. They put their heart into it. They took ownership of that particular thing. Very important. All right. So we've said this. Okay. Many people value their work based on their paycheck. And that's why they are men pleasers. That's why there's eye service. That's why, you know, they're very public about the things they do. And ask themselves, why should I commit myself and take ownership of what the reward is so little? And this is basically the attitude that people have to work. All right. Now, the Protestant work ethic, which is where we're getting this from. In other words, when there was a Protestant movement in northern part of Europe, and they say till today, and I agree, that the, that the, the, Protestant work ethic, or if you look at the northern part of Europe, is far more prosperous than the southern part of Europe. Far more prosperous. That's why you have nations like Germany, you have France, you have United Kingdom, you have Netherlands. They are firm, and it's because of the work ethic that was introduced. I mean, you walk on the streets of, 
of England and you see people going to work, you see the speed at which they're working. Everybody, everybody's moving fast. I, all right, everybody's moving fast. It's something that was placed within their culture in terms of their work ethic, and 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 maybe because politicians wanting to win power and to lure people began to offer at certain point. I'm not saying it's good for some people, all right, safety net. But then they generalized it in such a way that people now discovered that if, for example, I had a child out of wedlock or, all right, as, as a teenager, then I'll have an access to housing. I'll have access to this. I'll receive money. And people felt if I just have some slight, you know, pain in my knee and I can report that, then I can stay at home and I will earn as much. And then people in those areas started getting lazy. In fact, a friend of mine told me this. She was she was telling me this about how she got um, into her master's course in a university and she didn't have enough money to pay. And so she went to meet, she just had a baby in England and went to meet, you know, let's as if I can't remember, so, but let's say the Dean of Students Affairs and said, look, I got this admission, I don't have enough money right now, but I intend to do this and that. And and she was and the woman looked at her and said, Is that your baby? She said yes said i just had this baby a week ago but i've got to resume and and the woman looked at her she was an elderly woman an english woman she said you remind me of how britain used to be in my day our attitude to work the 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 work ethic that we had now the younger generation are losing this said because of this i'm going to take you in and just make sure at the point of graduation you have paid everything but even if you can just start with 20 pounds just keep putting something in a week and make sure at the end i'll give you to the end everything is paid before we give you said we will accept you on that because i can see something in you i no longer see young people she said this in this area so that northern part had that protestant work ethic and it was the work ethic and the spirit of capitalism in other words it was a work ethic but at the same time it was also something that was very productive and profitable thank you for listening to today's podcast to listen to the full message or any other message please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org for any inquiries please call 0818-600-0082 god bless you The way God marks his scripts is different from the way men mark their scripts. Okay? Uh, God, and it's very interesting, we're going to see this, all right? God is very um, profit-oriented. Uh, when God says that a man is faithful, it's not just that the man 
is dutiful, but really that that person is productive. In other words, he also measures your quality of service by the measure of increase that you bring or increase that you have brought to the table based on what was made available unto you. So he attaches not just to the word faithfulness, you would see in scripture that Jesus always attached to um, being wise. In other words, a faithful and a wise servant. And we're going to see this when he gave 10 talents, 5 talents, and 1 talent. I mean, the man who came back with 1 talent didn't lose anything. Jesus described him as a wicked and unprofitable servant. Think about that. He simply brought back what he was given. He said, you wicked and unprofitable servant. And then he that came back and multiplied the talents, or at least doubled it, he said, faithful servant. In other words, he considered the, the spirit of entrepreneurship that he brought to the table and, and the way and manner in which he handled things as part and parcel of being faithful. Now, many of us just think about being faithful as doing what you are told. But it talks about the level of productivity also that you actually command and the things that you do. And when you study Jesus, you will understand he had a zero tolerance policy for people who are given opportunities and they're presented with opportunities and they are completely unproductive or unprofitable and waste those opportunities. You find him saying that there was this vineyard that was planted and he says we've come here after three years and we haven't gotten fruit. We saw the fig tree. He didn't bring forth fruit out of season. Jesus said no man shall eat fruit of the zero tolerance policy. So we must understand when Jesus talks about going to work, the, the, what the Lord expects of us, the bad that he has set for us is far higher than the bad that any man will set for you. Far higher than anything. And we'll see this here. So it says here, whatsoever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And then he says this, heartily, which means all of your heart is into it. The, your, the force of your nature is in it. It says, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to start out by saying this, that many people today, their attitude towards work is actually defined by the material benefits they are deriving from it which means that their concept of work is based on what they are getting paid. So if I believe that this job that I'm doing or this work I'm doing, my friend over there is getting all right, a much better pay than me in what he or she is doing, then I consider that that person to be all right, to have a better job than myself in other words his work is much better than me or than mine I, I i don't look at it as to the opportunities this is one of the wrong concepts here as the opportunities that might be right before me um, um the potential that is contained in that particular thing people simply judge the value of the work and attach 
the material benefits to that. So their level of commitment to things becomes very low because they feel that this is not, all right, a high-paying job. Or, you know, this won't cater and fulfill all of my dreams. And that uh, gets reflected in their attitude towards that particular thing. In fact, if somebody takes that particular type of job as his, puts everything that he has into it, and that person is getting paid in a certain amount that people don't consider to be a large sum, then they look at you as, you know, as they'll say, you're just some sufferhead here who is going out to go and, to go and work in somebody else's field and you are going through all of this. And, and so that is looked down upon. And I want to pick up that concept here this morning because five loaves were given to Jesus. And the person who handed it over to Jesus, one of his disciples, when Jesus said, we need to feed these people. And then they told Jesus the challenges that were associated with what he was saying. So Jesus said, go into the, the congregation there and go and look for anything anybody has. And let me know what it's, what's within the house. And so Andrew came back and said, well, there's one lad here that has five loaves and two small fish. But what is this among so many? And he, 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 the, he, uh, he, 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 he took that particular thing and as the scripture will say, he placed a very, it was, he handled it lightly, uh, uh, looked down upon it. And many people look at what they are earning and tell themselves, what is this? among so many with all these needs this can get me the type of car i really dream this want to have this can get me the kind of house i want to and so it's that attitude that they have towards that particular thing now jesus immediately said to andrew give it to me and he took it out of the hands of the person who had little value for it he took it immediately out of his hands and said, we are not going to get any form of, of progress in the hands of this person. So you employ people, let's say you are, you, you are an owner of a business and the attitude of the people is, what is this among so many? And, and they have that, you know, attitude towards work. Now, that place, there can't be any real progress unless people are retrained to understand what the real nature of work is and what is the greatest benefit they're going to get out of the opportunity that they have to work and the greatest benefit you are going to get and i'm speaking all right in terms of the profitability here with the view all right end game being at the end of your life, because you went about your work in a certain way, you have been able to generate and it has tended towards prosperity with wealth and riches. Even though the greatest value that you have extracted from the work and the opportunity to work on this earth goes far beyond that, even though that is included 
We are not overlooking that. I don't believe in a person being stagnant for 20 years and we say that person is faithful and the person is doing the same thing and in the same thing there's no improvement in the quality of life of that person i personally don't believe in it and it's not scriptural because we've seen that faithfulness goes beyond just doing what you are told to do but it also goes to the point where you that's why it was called where you take the initiative and you are able to be even much more productive than the instructions that were given to you on letter there. And this is because of the Spirit of God who dwells on the inside of you, who in the beginning, the Bible says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, that same person is within you and he has placed that light on the inside of you. And he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So there's a mighty force that dwells on the inside of us that wants to give expression in the field and in the world of commerce. And, and if Jesus could extract value from five loaves and feed multitudes, and there were 12 baskets left in excess, and everybody went home satisfied, I'm saying this, and this is the understanding. Even if what you are told to do is to fry yam and go on the streets and sell yam, if you go about that particular work in a certain way, with a certain attitude, and the first thing being, Jesus said, give it to me, the five loaves that, that Andrew considered as, as irrelevant. And the first thing he did was to look up to heaven and give thanks. And not to speak terrible words. That was the curse word he spoke. Jesus blessed it. Now, what Andrew did was curse it by saying, what is this among so many? Devalue the entire thing. Jesus took the same thing. And I'm saying this. People who succeed in life started out worse off than many people or best case scenario, they had just as much as every other person. But they went about what they were doing in a certain way. They had a certain approach to it. They understood the big picture. They put their heart into it. They took ownership of that particular thing. Very important. All right. So we've said this. Okay. Many people value their work based on their paycheck. And that's why they are men pleasers. That's why there's eye service. That's why, you know, they're very public about the things they do. And ask themselves, why should I commit myself and take ownership of what the reward is so little? And this is basically the attitude that people have to work. All right. Now, the Protestant work ethic, which is where we're getting this from. In other words, when there was a Protestant movement in northern part of Europe, and they say till today, and I agree, that the, that the, the Protestant work ethic, or if you look at the northern part of Europe, is far more prosperous than the southern part of Europe far more prosperous that's why you have nations like germany you have france you have united kingdom you have netherlands they are firm and it's because of the work ethic that was introduced i mean you walk on the streets of 
of England and you see people going to work, you see the speed at which they're working. Everybody, everybody's moving fast. I, all right, everybody's moving fast. It's something that was placed within their culture in terms of their work ethic, and 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 maybe because politicians wanting to win power and to lure people began to offer at certain point. I'm not saying it's good for some people, all right, safety net. But then they generalized it in such a way that people now discovered that if, for example, I had a child out of wedlock or, all right, as, as a teenager, then I'll have an access to housing. I'll have access to this. I'll receive money. And people felt if I just have some slight, you know, pain in my knee and I can report that, then I can stay at home and I will earn as much. And then people in those areas started getting lazy. In fact, a friend of mine told me this. She was she was telling me this about how she got um, into her master's course in a university and she didn't have enough money to pay. And so she went to meet, she just had a baby in England and went to meet, you know, let's assume I can't remember, but let's say the Dean of Student Affairs and said, look, I got this admission, I don't have enough money right now, but I intend to do this and that. And and she was and the woman looked at her and said, Is that your baby? She said yes said i just had this baby a week ago but i've got to resume and and the woman looked at her she was an elderly woman an english woman she said you remind me of how britain used to be in my day our attitude to work the 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 work ethic that we had now the younger generation are losing this said because of this i'm going to take you in and just make sure at the point of graduation you have paid everything but even if you can just start with 20 pounds just keep putting something in a week and make sure at the end i'll give you to the end everything is paid before we give you said we will accept you on that because i can see something in you i no longer see young people she said this in this area so that northern part had that protestant work ethic and it was the work ethic and the spirit of capitalism in other words it was a work ethic but at the same time it was also something that was very productive and profitable so jesus talks about faithfulness and this concept of faithfulness i want to understand that faithfulness there is beyond just being you know doing what they said you should do uh, when when Jacob came into Laban's house, Laban said, I've understood. Since you're coming in, I have learned by experience. I had just little. There has been an exponential growth. Everybody, every business owner is drawn towards somebody who is bringing growth. And that growth, you understanding, let me tell you what really is going on somebody told a young man once he said look they are just using you in that place i understand it he said they're just using you in that place he said why are you why are you doing that for them you're just using and going dump he said you don't understand i am the one that really is even using them he got it right he said because they have given me an opportunity to learn they are paying me at the end even a salary that is secure and now I have an opportunity to learn and to grow and to develop myself. Because everything I discover on that field, when I leave, I'm taking it with me. So they are not you. I, I am the one. I'm grateful to them for giving me an opportunity there. And then giving me some insurance cover of having a salary guaranteed. 
And at the same time, I can learn, acquire skill, practice ideas, discover how to become innovative, what type of ideas work, how to grow things, how to multiply things. Like someone said, if you cannot survive with a job, if you cannot survive with a job, you cannot survive without a job. In other words, people say that, well, I'm leaving paid employment to go and become an entrepreneur, but they haven't shown any signs of entrepreneurship. In other words, any form of innovation, any form of taking ownership, any form of growth, developing growth, becoming profitable, if you cannot do it. Listen, Jacob left Laban's house, but what he became was exactly who he was in Laban's house. You cannot leave. You say, well, I'm getting out of nine to five. You know, then I'll become productive. If you cannot, when you are being given a salary, you don't show signs of innovation, growth, profitability, multiplying things there. Listen to me, you're kidding yourself. So we see this in Luke chapter 16 and verse 8, quickly. It says, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. Look at what he said here. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. I say unto you, make friends with unrighteous with friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when they fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. That's Luke 16, 8 to 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is much. He that is unjust in that which is least is unjust in that which is much. If you have not been faithful with or in the unrighteous manner. He says, who is going to commit to your trust the true riches? If you have not been faithful in that which is another man, who shall give you the thing of your own? Now, he talked about, he said, the Lord commended the unjust steward for he had done wisely. So he talked about wisdom there and exchanged it with faithfulness. Now, we see this again in Matthew chapter 24. It says, who then is a wise and faithful servant? Faithful and wise servant whom the Lord shall make ruler over his household and give him his meat in due season. Who is that wise and faithful servant? Then he explains how that man was wise. Chapter 25 and verse 20. It says, so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents and said, Lord, thou deliverest me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them another five talents. And he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So profitability was attached to it. All right. Thou has been faithful over a few things. What did he say was faithful? I gave you five. I came back. You doubled it. You are faithful. Alright? I will make thee ruler over many things and time to the joy of the Lord. The chap with two talents came back, I've gained two. He says, well done, good and faithful. You have been faithful over few. And then the man who received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not stored. I was afraid and went, hid my talent in the earth. And lo, he says, there thou hast that is thine, which means here is what belongs to you. And the Lord said, thou wicked. Now, he brought back the talent. He said, thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knew that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not stored. Why didn't you give my money to exchanges? 
all right you must understand that all businesses on this earth and enterprises on this earth will shut down including governments if some people are not making profit somewhere because it is the tax that comes from the profits of people that sustains governments so it's all tied up to profitable venture and it is an unjust thing for you to work in a place and you don't understand the bottom line of how they are making profit in that and how your own contributions there can increase the profitability of that organization and then you go about the things the way in which you go about the way you are doing things to generate more profit for that particular entity there because you are only getting a salary because some people are being profitable in that place so you have to think that way thank you for listening to today's podcast to listen to the full message or any other message please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org for any inquiries please call 0818-600-0082 god bless you Like someone said, if you cannot survive with a job, if you cannot survive with a job, you cannot survive without a job. In other words, people say that, well, I'm leaving paid employment to go and become an entrepreneur, but they haven't shown any signs of entrepreneurship. In other words, any form of innovation, any form of taking ownership, any form of growth, developing growth, becoming profitable, if you cannot do it, Listen, Jacob left Laban's house, but what he became was exactly who he was in Laban's house. You cannot leave. You say, well, I'm getting out of nine to five, you know, then I'll become productive. If you cannot, when you are being given a salary, you don't show signs of innovation, growth, profitability, multiplying things there. Listen to me, you're kidding yourself. So we see this in Luke chapter 16 and verse 8 quickly. It says, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. Look at what he said here. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. I say unto you, make friends with unrighteous with friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when they fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. That's Luke 16, 8 to 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is much. He that is unjust in that which is least is unjust in that which is much. If you have not been faithful with or in the unrighteous manner, he says, who is going to commit to your trust the true riches? If you have not been faithful in that which is another man, who shall give you the thing of your own? Now, he talked about, he said, the Lord commended the unjust steward for he had done wisely. So he talked about wisdom there and 
exchanged it with faithfulness. Now, we see this again in Matthew chapter 24. It says, Who then is a wise and faithful servant? Faithful and wise servant, whom the Lord shall make ruler over his household and give him his meat in due season. Who is that wise and faithful servant? Then he explains how that man was wise. Chapter 25 and verse 20. It says, So he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents and said, Lord, thou deliverest me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them another five talents. And he said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So profitability was attached to it. All right. Thou has been faithful over a few things. What did he say was faithful? I gave you five. I came back. You doubled it. You are faithful. All right. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. The child with two talents came back. I've gained two. He says, well done, good and faithful. You have been faithful over few. And then the man who received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not stored. I was afraid. I went, hid my talent in the earth. And lo, he says, there thou hast that is thine, which means here is what belongs to you. And the Lord said, thou wicked. Now, he brought back the talent. He said, thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knew that I reap where I sowed not and gathered where I have not stored. Why didn't you give my money to exchanges? All right, you must understand that all businesses on this earth and enterprises on this earth will shut down, including governments, if some people are not making profit somewhere because it is the tax that comes from the profits of people that sustains governments. So it's all tied up to profitable venture, and it is an unjust thing for you to work in a place and you don't understand the bottom line of how they are making profit in that and how your own contributions there can increase the profitability of that organization and then you go about the things the way in which you go about the way you are doing things to generate more profit for that particular entity there because you are only getting a salary because some people are being profitable in that place so you have to think that way All right, I remember who complained, and, and if you measure what you are doing, how it translates to the profits of that organization, you don't even say, but you complain about it. Now, I'm telling you this once you begin, once you begin, and this is the reward, this is the reward that you are going to get from Jesus wherever you labor, an understanding of how to take five loaves. That other people say, what is this among so many? And extract value out of whatever they gave to you that feeds multitudes and there is an abundance left. That's what we're saying. Let me repeat it. The reward that Jesus will give to you is not money. That's what men pay. He will reward you with grace. And grace there is the ability and the understanding, which is insight and wisdom, and that's why it says, why servant? As to how 
to take this that I have been given that all other people hiss over it and extract from it value that no other person knows and by that I multiply the output of what is going on. Once I have discovered that, then you are qualified to leave a particular place and go into ownership and then reproduce. Because you understand it. And then reproduce. Now, if you don't understand that, stay put where you are. Alright? Entrepreneurship is beyond having an idea. Stay put. Understand how to generate an increase. Understand, the Bible says, in all labor there is profit. There is much food in the tillage of the poor. Much food. So in anything you are doing, there's profits there, there's much food there, but there's he that is in lack because he doesn't have discernment. So what Jesus will reward you with in that particular place is that innovative spirit, that knowledge and wisdom, the knowledge of witty inventions. Where someone like Jacob was working there with Laban, Daniel was working in that system, and they showed a divine distinction in what they were doing. And he says, now that you have true riches, you can go into ownership. So be faithful in the thing of another man, we will reward you with true riches, and then you can have your own thing. That's the system of God. So it's not just about printing a card. It's about a life force being on the inside of you, understanding what, what you know, capitalism is the ability to extract hidden capital from something. Capitalism is the ability to take black liquid, which is crude, and extract value out of it. And for me to get out aviation fuel, for me to get out petroleum, get out various things. That's what capital means, the ability to take something that is ordinary and extract from it extraordinary value. That's what Jesus is saying. And so, what happens is, in Second Peter, and this is what I want to share, Second Peter, Chapter 1 here and verse 5. And he says, Beside this, now listen to what Peter said here. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Now, virtue is character. And to virtue or character knowledge. So it is more than just being. Now, you must have good character, you must be a person of integrity. But at the same time, you must be a knowledgeable person. Add to that knowledge. Add to that knowledge. For work is the application of knowledge to fulfill a given task. And the more knowledgeable you are, the scripture says that through knowledge, a man's strength is increased. Now, if you're talking about physical labor and you have to carry some heavy thing, you are looking for very strong people to help you do it because you want to lift up equipment from here and the stronger they are physically because it's physical labor, the more value they are to you. So you want to get people off, say like, want to hire people now to, to lift things, you will look for people, you will select the strongest people physically to do it. Now, if you get into here and the work here is not physical, it's something else, 
we're not carrying physical things then he says the amount of strength that individual has is how knowledgeable they are they are how much knowledge they have about that particular thing so the more knowledgeable they are the stronger they are and strength is what gets work done for strength work is releasing force to accomplish something and that force is locked up in knowledge and that's why Jesus was saying faithfulness also has to do with being a knowledgeable person. So, I'm sorry to use this word, but it is almost in today's society, it will be criminal for you to be given an opportunity to work. In other words, you've been given an assignment. And you are not growing in knowledge every single day and growing new brain cells by study and reading in order to improve your personal performance on that particular thing and help to contribute there to making that entity more profitable. For once you start increasing in knowledge and you get to a point where, and, and that's the way you grow things, the secret to success is this, continuous learning, where the learning is relevant knowledge. In other words, you can never fail, never fail. Once you have been given something to do, no matter what it is, and every single day, you are growing in knowledge, which means you are reading relevant books and exposing yourself to relevant information on this earth. Now, what he started out with words, with faith. He said, you have been given exceeding great and precious promises in verse 4, whereby you might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, many people are quoting the promise of God, but they don't have the knowledge to actualize those promises. He said, now, you've put faith out there, giving, he says this, beside this, giving all diligence, add to that faith character. Now, nobody's going to deal with somebody if you don't have character. And then he says, to that character there, it's not enough to be a nice person, not enough. He says, you must be a knowledgeable person. So God's system here, he does this. Now, I just want to show something, and I'll close with this here. In John chapter 6, and verse 9, it tells us there is a lad here who has five. So one of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, to Jesus, there is a lad here who without five barley loaves and two small fishes. Now, two small fishes means because, I mean, you're supposed to say two small fish. But fishes mean different species. So two different types of fish. So it says, but what are they among so many? So he looked at it and said, what is this among so many? Now, Jesus said, give them to me. On that count, give them to me. And the first thing he did was he took the loaves. And when he had given thanks. So you take whatever has been given to you. You want to unlock capital. What's capitalism? In other words, people simply went and they were um, headsmen. So they, they, they would tend animals, cattle and sheep and all of that. And all you do is sell the cattle or kill it and eat the meat, whatever. But after some time, the spirit of capitalism looked at it and said, look, we can get the milk out of it. And so we start dairy farming. 
from that same thing. Then from the milk, we can extract cheese from it. And there's a massive industry on cheese. We can extract other things. All right? This milk can be converted into yogurt. They are extracting value. If we kill this particular cow here, we can take its skin here. All right? And we could trade on this. And you have heights and skin where people now start going and making leather and all this. Uh, someone says, all right, what about the horn? Hoofs, yeah, let's take it. The horn there. And they start making fine china and create plates out of that. Now, it means that somebody just looked at it and said, I've got a cow, I'm going to eat this and eat and slept and woke up. And somebody said, there are 20 industries in this cow. That's what we're saying. So you are given something and somebody says, what is this among so many? We are saying the reward of Jesus is not just the reward of man for work is the paycheck. The reward of Jesus, he will open your eyes to see the industries in that thing that you are doing. You draw out value from it. Now, so he said, what's this? Just said, give it to me. He lifted it up and gave thanks. Uh, let me just close with this particular account here in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 21. Let's look at this story here. Genesis chapter 21. And this is a story of Abraham. And, I mean, some of these things, I mean, we can quote it in his Bible and everybody's talking, but you won't find it funny if it were you. All right, now, Abraham had gone into Hagar and had a child, and his name of the child, his first son was Ishmael. All right? And then Sarah, the legitimate wife, had Isaac. And then there was strife. And Sarah said, you've got to get Ishmael out of the house. So Abraham was very wealthy. He had been described in scripture as being very wealthy in cattle, silver. Abraham was rich. But the day he was going to send out his first son, and you can say, well, you're not the seed that's you saying that. As far as Ishmael was concerned, he was the first son, and it's true, of Abraham. All right? And the day you're going to send out your first son, all you give him, and all Abraham gave him, was a bottle of water and a loaf of bread to go out into the wilderness and said, you will succeed. A loaf of, water, a loaf of bread and a bottle of water. Your wealthy father. Now, look, look what it says here. In Genesis here 21 and 14, it says this. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water, gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and the child sent her away, and she departed and wandered into the wilderness of Bathsheba. Do you know how the desert is there? And the water was spent in the bottle, of course. And she cast off her ch the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off as if it were a bow shot, for she said, let me not see the death of the child. So it was, the distance was almost like you fired a bow there, all right, an arrow there, okay, a bow shot, you fired an arrow from the bow now, and it went, and it was that far, she said, because the water is finished, the bread is finished, we can't go back to Abraham, he sent us away, just with a loaf of bread, and a bottle of water is finished, this boy is going to die, and I don't want to watch my son's condition deteriorate until he dies, so she put him away off, and she must have been there, and she was crying. Now, the Bible says, and she sat over against him, and lifted up her voice, and wept, and God heard the voice of the lad, not the voice of Hagar. It was the voice 
of the lad, the son that God had. Now, you want to tell you this? Abraham, when he was sending out his son, called him and said, Ishmael, come here. Let me tell you this. I'm going to send you out with one bottle of water and a loaf of bread. But I want to tell you the secret to my greatness. When I send you out and this bread finishes and the water, go to my God and ask him for one thing. And once he grants you that request, you are made for life. So you may be in a place and you are working, but you've been given an opportunity. All they gave to you is a loaf of bread and, and a bottle of water that cannot sustain you. God says, Ask me for one thing. Don't curse the five loaves. Ask for this. Look at what happened. Because this is how all of them made it. Jacob went out with nothing. Joseph went out with nothing. In fact, he was almost killed, sold as a slave. But he had this quality. The Bible says, and God heard the voice. Now read verse 17. God heard the voice of the lad, not the woman. She was crying. And the angel called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ailed thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard, hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. That means he prayed, his father taught him. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thy heart. In other words, don't think of this as death. Jesus took the five loaves, lifted it to heaven because he had prayed and God had shown him what was inside the five loaves. Hold him in my hand for I will make him a great nation. Somebody you thought was going to die. He said, carry him up. There's a nation inside him. Some of you are looking at it and says, oh, God says, lift up that thing. There's a nation inside it. However you need this. His prayer has been heard. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water. What did God do? He opened her eyes and she saw that there was a well. Not that the well was always there, but she just didn't see it. Inside a cow was always all these powerful industries, many factories running on a cow. Yogurt, cheese, hides and skin, leather, plates all inside but who saw it inside crude if people were just fishing and farming crude is a nuisance black liquid the value was that somebody spotted something in it that others didn't and became one of the choicest commodities on the earth your prayer should be and that's the opportunity that God is giving. That's why when Jacob was there, God opened his eyes. And he did things in Laban's house. Practiced ideas that brought major profit. What you need to do is to go up to God and pray and ask him. Give him thanks for what you have in your hand. Put your heart into it. Understand God demands you being a profitable, profitable person. A profitable servant not just a virtuous person but profitable also which means if god says you are good it means you are profitable you are useful you get results lift it up to him in thanksgiving and ask him to grant you eyes that see
what is locked in this ground that I cannot see. And you'll be amazed at what God will bring forth. Father, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. Just one thing. Eyes that see you, Lord. Remove the veil. Whatever they've set their hand upon, let them not miss the great treasures embedded in that thing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you once again for watching. Uh, God bless you. Uh, we'll be resuming first announcement here. Our on-site services, that's uh, fiscal services there, um, at, um, on the 6th of September. 6th of September. And we'll be holding four services in each of the centers. Four services. That's Igomuleki and Yaba. All right, four services. Next, we'll give the details. We'll start at 6.30 a.m. and probably close. The last one will be at 11.30 a.m. Four services in each of those um, centers there. All this online programming will still be going on. We'll improve it and get even more engaging. Thank you for watching once again. God bless you. And do have a wonderful week in his presence. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.